This is a Tadad podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Tadad podcast. My name is Nair Banks from the Fiscal Affairs Department at the International Monetary Fund. In today's episode, we continue with our What's in Your Toolbox podcast series. In part five of this series, we will discuss the United States Agency for International Development's Collecting Taxes Database. Please take a listen. My name is Steve Rosner, and I'm a senior advisor on the governance team at USAID. I focus on tax and domestic revenue mobilization programming and support our country missions and helping partner governments with improving and strengthening tax systems around the world. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Steve. And we are very lucky to have you here with us today. So let's just jump right in. The first question I'm going to ask is if you could just tell me more about the Collecting Taxes database. What is the main objective? When did its development start? And when was it first launched for public use? Sure. Well, you know, collecting taxes, we refer to it as CTD, the Collecting Taxes Database. It's it's really a, a compilation of internationally comparable data and indicators about taxation. And it's really designed to provide policymakers and practitioners and researchers with the means to conduct cross-country analysis on domestic revenue mobilization, DRM. Now we launched the database in 2008. We launched it as a tool to to really to enrich tax system assessments. Um, And that was at a time when there was a lot of qualitative information about what constituted good tax practices, but not necessarily a lot of qualitative reference points, you know, for for benchmarking tax systems against each other. You know, over the years, we've really developed on that original idea and undertaken, you know, periodic efforts to review and update the CTD methodology and the indicators. And in fact, we last updated the methodology in 2019. We did that to really to better complement the tax-related tools and data sets that have come on the scene in, in more recent years. And in fact, in that regard, we recognize that CTD is just one contribution to the wider international community effort to help countries benchmark and strengthen tax systems, much like TDOT and many of the other tools in our toolkit. Great. Thank you. What would you say are the key characteristics of CTD? You kind of got into this in the first answer, but could you explain a little bit more about the pillars, indicators, and this new updated methodology? Sure. Yeah, CTD takes its inspiration from a tax system benchmarking methodology that was actually first proposed in a USAID working paper in the early 2000s. And it basically provided the skeleton for a data system that allows you to generate internationally comparative indicators and data for a range of tax system attributes. And the database that was born from this methodology eventually became to be known the Collecting Taxes Database, CTD. There are so many aspects of national tax systems that we could have measured, but at the same time, we wanted to produce something high level 
something that could sort of look at the tax system from 30,000 feet, if you will. And the idea was to do this based on a light touch data collection effort, uh, you know, with limited budgetary resources and over, you know, frequent periods of, you know, repeat collection. So we wanted to do this at a minimum annually. So for the database we produce today, we, we now have a set of 30 indicators. It's changed over time. It At different times, it was more. At different times, it was less. But the indicators that we've used over time fall into three main categories or pillars, as you said. The first are related to tax rates and tax structure, things like, you know, levels of tax rates for the different corporate taxes, as well as thresholds, you know, for personal income taxation, for VAT, registration and filing, and so on and so forth. Second pillar is focused on tax performance, really on measures of not just how much revenue governments produce, but how productive they are in terms of generating revenue, given the shape and form of the tax structure that they're working with. And the third pillar, the last pillar, focuses on tax administration, in particular on issues around operational efficiency and the structure of tax administration and the way it uses electronic and other sort of modern services to be able to do its job. So the tax rates and structure indicators, they capture historical tax rates and thresholds. As I mentioned, the tax performance indicators, they measure how effectively the tax system produces revenue. And and lastly, the tax administration indicators examine some of the main features of the National Tax Authority. And it's based on these indicators, we were, were able to capture information for 200 countries and territories with data covering the period from 2000 to 2020. So it goes up until the, until the last the last calendar year. So it's not just a snapshot of the latest state of affairs, but it also allows you to track the evolution of key tax system variables over the span of really the last two decades. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for the details. Of course, yeah. Okay. So would you say that the design of CTD um, is applicable regardless of the capacity of tax administration or income classifications of the country or legal environment? So absolutely, yes. Um, CTD, it's really, it's built on the premise that certain aspects of tax systems are comparable regardless of their level of maturity or complexity. Um, All tax systems consist of some basic structural features. All tax systems have revenue production as a primary objective, and all tax systems are evaluated with respect to some core principles such as efficiency or or flexibility. Uh, And these standards apply whether you're a developing country or an advanced economy, whether you're in Asia or sub-Saharan Africa or the LAC region, and, and also regardless of the legal framework or the specific provisions of your tax laws in your country. So in this respect, I see this as a, as a tool which is relevant regardless of your operating context. Um, it's really a tool for all tax systems. That's really good to know. Yeah, thank you. So who manages the day-to-day affairs of CTD? Um, is there a governance structure in place? So CTD is managed by 
USAID's data services team, which works under the direction of the tax specialists like myself, who serve in the agency's Center for Democracy, Human Rights, and Governance and in our governance team. And so the data services team, they conduct the annual updates, they perform the data computations and the data checks and all the rest. And it's our team within the structure of USAID that provides the oversight, that provides the quality assurance, and it makes decisions about the structure of the data set, the methodology and any changes that we, we choose to make over time and and things of that nature. So it's really, as I said, it's, it's a very light touch structure that involves those of us sitting on the tax team within the, the Democracy Rights and Governance Center of USAID. Great, yeah. Is CTD designed for self-assessment by the accredited assessors or by the responsible institution only? Yeah, well, let me let me clarify a little bit there. So CTD, it's not an it's not an assessment, nor nor does it result in an, an assessment per se. Rather, it's it's a tool to support assessments by enriching them with internationally comparable tax system data and indicators and, and benchmarks. So it provides some critical statistics and figures that an assessor might then use to enrich their analysis of a, a given country's tax setup, uh, you know, to be able to say, you know, for instance, here's how this country's tax structure and its and its tax performance compared to international averages or to peers in its income group or in its region. So it's really meant to do that. It's to serve as a way to provide some quantitative reference points with which to benchmark one national tax system against others. And so in that respect, it's an important input into assessments and not the assessment itself. So in this sense, it was designed, you know, to your question about, you know, who does the assessment, it was designed to be produced by USAID, which, which we do, as I described before. But it's meant to be used as a public good to, you know, to, to have the data set available to be used by policymakers, by practitioners, researchers, and virtually anyone else to inform and enrich their own assessment of national tax systems. So in that sense, we don't accredit anyone to do the assessments. We do the data collection and it provide the data for people to use as they, as they wish. Kind of going on your second point, the next question would be, and you did touch a bit on this earlier, who performs the data collection and the annual database updates? What are the key steps you would say in this process? Yeah, so as I mentioned, CTD is managed and implemented by USAID's data services team. And they work under our, our direction and the governance team at, at USAID. And so data services, they, they conduct the annual updates of the data. They perform the data computations, the error checks, and they manage all of the query tools and the data visualizations that users see on the agency's um, international data and economic analysis platform. It's what we call IDEA. Uh, and you can check it out by typing idea.usaid.gov uh, into your browser. Our governance team then oversees these efforts and provides guidance and additional quality assurance during the course of methodological reviews, which we, we do from time to time, and our annual updates. So it's really, in that respect, a collaborative effort across multiple teams, and we go through this process every year. So it's an annual exercise and one which, in which we always learn new things from as we go. 
Okay, great. So are there costs obviously associated with the production of CTD and who bears these costs? So CTD is 100% funded by USAID, thanks to the generosity of U.S. taxpayers. Host countries bear no costs whatsoever in its production and, you know, except to the extent that the decision is taken to build on the data set and data in there to be able to do deeper or more granular level benchmarking. But, you know, in essence, the, the data set is something which we produce every year, budgeted for, and it's produced by our team, as I described before. Thank you so much for clarifying that. So do host countries have a level of involvement in the production of CTD or not so much? So again, the database is 100% produced by our data services team and from their base in Washington, D.C., where host countries might become maybe more involved is where the decision is taken to, say, use the benchmarking methodology on which you know, the CTD database is, is based to conduct a deeper dive benchmarking assessment. And we've done this in a number of our partner countries over the years. And, and to do them well, the exercise really, it naturally requires inputs and other in-kind contributions of, you know, time and human resources and expertise from our local government partners. But, but that's, that's really the only point at which I see the, uh, our host country partners uh, becoming involved in, in, in sort of using this, the CTD and its underlying methodology. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I think that this point, actually, maybe you could elaborate on a bit. Can you speak a bit to USAID's quality assurance process for CTD? Yeah, sure. Um, so our data services team and, and our team of tax specialists, you know, we've taken great pains to ensure that the CTD methodology is, is sound and that the database continues to be both meaningful and relevant to the evolving conversations around tax and development. And, you know, during the course of each annual update, the, the team, we, you know, we do a good deal of data cleaning and, and checks for errors and anomalies in the data in our in our calculations. And where the data issues can't be readily explained, we, you know, we are on the side of caution. We'd rather report no data than publish something with which we, you know, don't have a tremendous amount of confidence. That's a lot of what we do during the course of our annual uh, data updates to be able to assure the level of quality and to, and to make sure that we're providing a, a product of a value that people want to use and will we'll trust in. Right. Yeah, that's a very high standard for quality assurance. So as you were speaking about the annual process, I'm just going to presume that the frequency of the updates would be annually, but is there a specific month or a time of the year where these updates usually come out? And is there ever any period of lagging? Sure. Or well, you're right. The, the updates are annual because the internationally recognized sources of data, particularly government revenue data, rely on, um, these are often published several months after the close of the latest you know, fiscal year, we're sort of at the mercy of their timelines for performing our own data collection and compilation. So it really, you know, when we're looking at our data collection schedule, we usually plan it to, you know, come several months after the close of the last the, the last year. 
but oftentimes it gets pushed as far out as you know nine or ten months after the close of the year just because we're we're waiting on the latest data to be available and we really want to make sure that we stay consistent with the data sources that we've used over time so that we can you know we can say that we're comparing apples to apples over the course of the years that we have in the database Okay, thank you so much. Okay, one question, just in the comparison between the CTD and other tools. So um, I see CTD as complementary to a number of other tools that are out there. Um, first of all, CTD is, you know, it's a fully produced data set, not, not, not an assessment tool to be picked up in a, and applied by assessors. Uh, although our belief is that really any well-informed tax specialist would be able to replicate our data if provided with the underlying definitions and formulas, which, which we do provide in our technical note. Um, at the same time, uh, CTD is, it's a product of many existing data sets. Uh, you know, as I, as I mentioned, we rely on, you know, we, a number of existing data sources, including the IMS World Database. Uh, we use the government re revenue data set as well, um, World Economic Outlook, many others for key inputs into our own data collection and, and, and computations. Um, you know, we don't have the reach or the resources to conduct the granular level of data collection or analysis that you would find, say, in in the ISORA tool. Um, but you know, unlike ISORA, we we do report our data country by country, which provides you know, in a sense, a level of transparency and openness that it may not exist with some of the other tools. So you know, you can find out information about the specific country you're you're concerned with, and it's you know, it's peer countries all in one place, and be able to do some interesting cross-country uh, benchmarking with the, the, with that information. Um, and you know, as it relates to assessment tools such as to dot. Um, well, like I said, you know, we're producing data to inform tax system analysis and assessment. We're not providing the template for that analysis. And importantly, we don't see um, CTD as a tax administration tool or a tax policy tool, but as something that kind of transcends those categories to include attention to issues um, such as you know, revenue productivity and, and its relationship to a given tax structure and you know, other aspects of the tax system um, that extend, you know, beyond the realm of, you know, purely tax or revenue administration. So in that respect, it's, it's, we're not trying to be better than anything else or compare ourselves to anything else. We're trying to just pro provide a different vantage point, maybe a different lens on, on issues of tax system analysis and assessment uh, than, than any of the other tools I'm aware of do. Okay, awesome. I think right now would actually be a great point for you to just kind of plug any sort of website that is publicly available for people to use and see. I think the question would just be about documents and templates being publicly available, but just any sort of materials available to the public. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so everything about collecting taxes database about the CTT indicators is explained in a technical note that's available on our CTD landing page. And as I mentioned, you can find that at idea.usaid.gov backslash domestic hyphen revenue hyphen mobilization with a, with a Z. And it's on that page. You'll also find everything else that you need to be able to peruse the data set. You'll find a link to the full data set itself, 
every last data point and variable that we calculate and report. Uh, and you can download that in Excel or CSV and use it as you wish. And also on that landing page soon, I'm excited to say we'll be adding a new country dashboards feature that will generate some really cool data visualizations for your country of interest and and really any number of its peer countries or comparators so that you can you can query and look at different indicators in different countries or country groupings and you know do some benchmarking uh, you know according to your own specifications so that's something i'm really excited about and with luck the the dashboards will be available and accessible to the public by the time this podcast reaches listeners yay that's awesome Thank you so much, Steve, for letting us interview you and take up some of your time. We really appreciate it. And I think our viewers will also really appreciate learning so much about the CTD. And I hope that we are able to speak with you again. Great. Well, thank you. And um, yeah, let's let's do this again (laughs) sometime. We'll find something else to talk about. Please look out for the release of the CTD platform this April 2022. The TEDAT podcast is available free of charge. The views expressed in the TEDAT podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent those of the International Monetary Fund or the IMF policy. Materials from the podcast may be reproduced with proper attribution. Comments and correspondence may be emailed to podcast at tedat.org. TEDAT is a collaborative undertaking of the following partners. France, Germany, the International Monetary Fund, Japan, the Netherlands, Norway, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and the World Bank.